Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember where we are and how we got here and what happened? Well, we just got done reading Isaiah chapter 32. Sure as fuck did. And they wanted to discuss women in there, which is never a good idea for the Bible. They should <laughs> stay away from that. They should stay away from they that. They don't handle it well. They do not. No. Um, other than that, I think they were just like saying how people should worship God and that God's going to save the Israelites because, you know, shit like that. More or less. Or sometimes not. Sometimes not. But, you know, if you if you worship him and you're not shitty, then... Yeah, he'll do. You might get saved, yeah. whatever. After he knocks you down a peg or two and puts a mm-hmm. bit in your mouth or something. Oh, yeah. And also, he's the one who made you go astray in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, there was that bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Isaiah chapter 32. Sure as fuck was. Which means that today we're getting into... Isaiah chapter 33. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right. Well, before we get started on this chapter, I thought I would give a reminder of where we're at in the book of Isaiah. Okay. Um, towards the beginning... I don't know if you recall, but I mentioned that the book of Isaiah is divided into like first Isaiah and second Isaiah. Sure. We're still in first Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. That's chapters one through 39. Okay. And then um, chapters 30 through 32 specifically dealt with Egypt and the Assyrians. And um, they were like supposed to be poems or whatever. And then prior to that, we were in a different section that I don't even remember what it talked about, but it right, was a different right. collection or whatever. Sure, sure. So we're out of that collection starting with chapter 33 today. So, so it's going to be something new today. Something new, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um, on reading through notes real quick, it kind of looked like more of the same. Like no. I never noticed. Did you notice a change at all from the one collection to the next? Maybe slightly, but... Would you have noticed nothing, had I not pointed it out? Probably not. I mean, Isaiah... So far, has just been a lot of like you know, follow God or else. It's kind and of that's all over the place. It. Yeah, yeah, right. but that seems to be the main theme. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, just wanted to give a reminder that we are still in quote unquote First Isaiah. Correct. And we're not in either of those two collections in First Isaiah that we just got through. Okay. Okay. Yep. Woe to you, destroyer! You who have not been destroyed. Okay. You, it, it almost sounds like, hey, pot calling kettle black. Right, you, yeah. You pot. I mean, it sounds like he's referring to the people that are warring against other people that have not yet been destroyed by God. Exactly. Yet, meaning that he probably will destroy them. Right. Woe to you, betrayer, you who have not been betrayed. Mm, okay. When you stop destroying, you will be destroyed. Oh, there it is. Yep. When you stop coming. betraying, you will be betrayed. Yeah, that, that was for sure going to come. It, we knew it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in times of distress. Hypothetically, this is the Israelites talking. I I don't know. I think. Well, this is Isaiah talking right. to. I think the Israelites. Okay, right. but for the Israelites, even uh, I, maybe I don't know. Right, I, he talks for so many it. people. I can't hardly keep it straight. I don't think he's talking for people. I think he's directing a message, like. From God to Israel. I could be wrong, but that's the impression that I got. Got it. At the uproar of your army, the peoples flee. When you rise up, the nations scatter. Your plunder, O nations, is harvested as by young locusts. Like a swarm of locusts, people pounce on it. Okay. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fit Zion with his justice and righteousness. Great. I guess. Sure. Okay. Whatever. He will be sure the foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. There we go. Fear of the Lord. Yeah. 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 Fear. Not really love or worship so much as just fear. It's always fear. 
And like a, always it fear keeps coming back to that over and over and over and over again in the Bible. Mm-hmm. How you have to fear the Lord. Fear and the Lord. That is one of the things that I absolutely loathe about this God yes. is that He wants you to fear Him, mm-hmm. and that He's jealous if you don't fear Him. If or you don't, fear if you don't only Him. Right? Yeah. It, it's He's just. If this, if if we're to pretend that this God is a real God, mm-hmm. it's such a awful um, entity. It is, and it, it's just I I don't I I can't get on board. Even if even if it is a God, I mm-hmm. couldn't bring myself to get on board with this dude. Right. Just so. imagine a person walking around saying, "Fear me, motherfuckers! <laughs> right? Fear me!" Like none yeah. of us will put up with that. No. I mean, as a whole. Right. You know. Right. Look. Their brave men cry aloud in the streets. The envoys of peace weep bitterly. Oh. Okay. That what, doesn't sound nice good. at all. Right, yeah. The highways are deserted. No travelers are on the roads. The treaty is broken. I wonder if this is referring remember there was a treaty um a while back with like they had made that treaty with the maybe it was the Moabites or something back during Moses' time or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had tricked him into it, remember? Yes. That's the only time I actually specifically remember a treaty being made. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's referring to that. It, that would be interesting to find could. out. It could. It could be. Its witnesses are despised and no one is respected. The land dries up and wastes away. Lebanon is ashamed and withers. Sharon is like the array, Araba, Araba, Araba. And Bashan and Carmel drop their leaves. Essentially, he he keeps using this imagery of desert mm-hmm. to um, emphasize the bad, yeah, and and fertile lands to emphasize the good, mm-hmm. which I understand. Sure, but, you know that that makes some sense, but mm-hmm. it, it just it's funny because it's I, I don't know it's referring to people that live in these lands that are mm-hmm. that are so. What if what if his people lived in the desert? Like it would be a whole different image yeah. of what we view as good and bad, right? Exactly. Like we kind of even today have an image of desert bad, yes, fertile land good, right? Yeah. Which just in a growing crops and, and living type scenario is how we probably would have ended up this way anyway. Sure. But because this book was written with the, it just adds to that imagery of good and bad. It's not just like, hey, stuff grows better here and it doesn't grow as well over there. Right. It's not just practical geography and agriculture. It's because a thing happens better over here, that is intrinsically a goodness factor. Yeah, these guys are obviously more, you know, worthy. Godly. God, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, that's... Just geography, and my it, dude. I would think that at some level that still contributes to our view of how we view um, a lot of the Arabic states yes, today. It is. You know? It is. Because we, as a people in America, have this like head canon that all of the Middle East is all desert and yucky. Right. And that there are no houses. Everybody over there lives in tents and poops in the sand. And if you like, ask most people that are right leaning they're going to say that you know most of them are terrorists too yeah exactly that's the general consensus among the republicans in the united states exactly and it's like actually um they are you know quite capable (laughs) they they build houses just like we do right but that sense of they are evil yes and they live in that desert area and Mm -hmm. obviously they're being punished because you know like yeah there is some level of that still happening today it's it's just such a anti-arab 
thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and it's just ingrained in our thought processes. Yeah. Yeah. Now will I arise, says the Lord. Yeah, this is still Isaiah talking. For and, God. Yeah. Right. Now I will arise, says the Lord. Quote, now I will be exhaust, exalted. Not exhausted. <laughs> exalted. Now will I be lifted up. You conceive chaff. You give birth to straw. Your breath is a fire that consumes you. The peoples will be burned to ashes. Like cut thorn bushes, they will be set ablaze. Hmm. Okay, so that was... Isaiah saying that God said said all that. Got it. Okay. Now we're back to Isaiah again. Sure. You who are far away, hear what I have done. You who are near, acknowledge my power. Sounds to me like he's still talking for God, but. And it's funny because he's, they're still right now referring to their God as a localized God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very much just this area. Yes. You guys are far away and have not heard of it. Or have heard of it, but disdain it because you just don't know better because you live over there. Right. But I mean, I, I would expect that because it was very like the localization of this God was very, very local at first. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just this little tribe that was traveling yeah. through the desert. Right. Sure. And it grew a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's always been very, very localized. Every mm-hmm. once in a while they reach out and say, God did all this for the entire world or all this for the whatever. Mm-hmm. But generally they refer to it as this very local phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I love that. Like, I think that historically, if we could get past the, um, God created the whole fucking world and this God is the only one and did all the things. Right. It's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like, uh, you know, a myth story is concerned. Right. Exactly. So, The sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling grips the godless. Are you trembling? Not not even a little bit. No. I I might be trembling from laughter. (laughs) Okay, now we're back to quote marks. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burning? So now, Um, now he was like speaking for people. Sure. Saying that the people are saying that shit. Yeah. Okay, now, but that was end but you, quote. But I mean, obviously, you can't live with that, so. R- right, exactly. <laughs> Those who walk righteously, this is Isaiah again. Yeah. Those who walk righteously and speak what is right, who reject gain from extortion and keep their hands from accepting bribes, who stop their ears against plots of murder and shut their eyes against contemplating evil, they are the ones who will dwell on the heights, whose Refuge, refuge, refuge will be the mountain fortress. Mm, Okay. Their bread will be supplied and water will not fail them. Oh, that's great for them. Yeah. That's awesome for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're they're good, I guess. They're bad and they get good stuff. They No, it was saying they were good. They shut their eyes against contemplating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They stopped their ears against plots of murder. Right. Shut their eyes. No, you're right. Sorry. I was reading it wrong. No, you're good. Sorry. That's why I'm here. <laughs> well, it's sometimes hard to keep it straight while I'm reading and trying to comprehend it at the same time. Yeah, no, I got That you. I don't always get the full message. You just should never, like, argue with me when I'm saying, nope, that was the that was the wrong day. Well, fuck off. <laughs> Their bread will be supplied and water will not fail them. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty and view a land that stretches afar. In your thoughts, you will ponder the former terror. Okay, now we're mm, back to back quote to marks fear. and back to quote marks. Okay, yeah, right. Where is that chief officer? Where is the one who took the reven- revenue money? I don't. I don't know. Where is he? 
Where is the officer in charge of the towers? Is this God asking? Uh, no, this is your thoughts. You're pondering the oh, terror. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, I don't know where the, the guy that was in charge went and he I took see. all the money. Okay. I don't know what right. happened. Right, okay. okay. End quote. Yep. You will see those arrogant people no more. People whose speech is obscure, whose language is strange and incomprehensible. Look on Zion, the city of our festivals. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a peaceful abode, a tent that will not be moved. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes broken. That's interesting because, you know, the house of the Lord used to be the tabernacle, which was essentially at first a tent that traveled with them. Uh-huh. So the imagery there is to kind of like, to me, mm-hmm. feels like they're invoking that tabernacle. As they are. They part are. Of that. They are because um, um, the next three verses yeah. are going to speak. Okay. Two of the next three verses are going to speak about a ship. And the reason I'm saying this is because the middle verse, um, according to the notes that I read, the middle verse is out of order. So I'm going to read it the way it should be read and then come back and tell you what I meant. Okay, Okay, sure. So verse 21, there the Lord will be our mighty one. It will be like a place of broad rivers and streams. No galley with oars will ride them. No mighty ship will sail them. Okay, that was 21. Now I'm reading 23. Your rigging hangs loose. The mast is not held secure. The sail is not spread. Then an abundance of spoils will be divided, and even the lame will carry off plunder. Okay, now I'm going back to read the middle verse, which was 22. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. I I have one question about that. Mm -hmm. They know it's out of order. Why don't we just fix it? The same reason we haven't updated anything else in the fucking book okay i don't know it just seems ridiculous to it me. does it so. does i i just wanted to point that out while i was reading it and not save it for a note yeah later sure thing. no because it was just a simple fix like yeah. you just got to yeah. read it in the right fucking order yeah exactly okay okay right. yep. so we're talking about like living as though on a ship and all of our ship parts need to be assembled correctly and right. blah blah and they'll blah reap the rewards for doing and the then, correct things and all and that and then the lord is our judge he god is great god is good blah 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 right okay yep so um then the final verse no one living in zion will say i am ill and the sins of those who dwell there will be forgiven the end oh they're going to be forgiven okay mm-hmm. again and and no one will be ill no one Wow, that's this is a prophecy. Mm-hmm. This is something that's going to happen. So apparently, either it's not yet come to pass, or there was a time in history where no one was ill. Well, just the good ones, at least in that little geographical area. Right. Yeah. Right. I, you would think that would have been written down in some history book at some point. A science there was marvel. Like this, this time in in our in our history where no one was ill. Right. Like that. Right. Like two hour period, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That Again, that would a, be a scientific marvel. Yeah, it really would be. But but that that goes to like so, you know, a lot of people. And when someone gets sick, they sadly kind of will sometimes question what you did against God. What to you deserve did, that, right? To deserve you brought this, it on yourself, right? Right. And and that's one of the things that makes me just sick to my stomach as far as how people interact with mm-hmm. other human beings on this planet right. is that they literally start blaming them for what they didn't do at the end of life because. They feel like they have the right to judge because of this God. Right. And I, I 
cannot get on board with that. I and, and I know that some people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like they might not say it directly to that person that's dying's face or whatever, but it's definitely a sentiment that might get said. Mm-hmm. Like people until until they actually die, that's mm-hmm. when the person becomes perfect. Yes. But until they actually die, the rumors behind that if in a very religious community would be what did they do to deserve this? Yes. Kind of like it's just weird. Kind of like when um there's a hurricane, um you can always count on some crazy zealot um pastor to come shouting, it's because of all the gays and homosexuals. And it's right. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll there. You really need to not say those things. That yeah. is horrible because no, it's not true. And the majority of the people who died were not actually gays and homosexuals. And even if they were, they deserve to die. Fuck you. Well, then that's just like we were, we were talking in the last chapter about the slavery issue that came up, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how God was going to have their enemies become, you know, in, slaves. slaves. Yeah. And it it doesn't matter. You're, you're talking about human beings. Right. But you have to recognize that, though. Right. And, you know, it's it's all well and good to say that Okay, if you want to believe that God's going to judge everybody for these things after you die, mm-hmm. that's fine. But what gives you, like, everything I've read so far, you don't have the right to judge them in this life. Right. You know, there are certain things, I guess, like being a psychic that though they want to stone them to death or whatever. But It depends on the psychic is what I'm saying. Sure. Because nobody's yeah. stoning Isaiah. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I'm saying that there are a few things that God did kind of maybe direct them to harm individuals for if they broke those laws or whatever right but generally i would say more often than than not god says to not judge other people and leave that up to god god will take care of it usually usually he tells people that they need to go take all these different kinds of baths and right you know do do these different like magic spells to be cleansed right but i hear most often trust in god right Mm -hmm. trust that God will remedy the situation. Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about it. Give it over to God. But people love to fucking worry about it. Well, they yeah. love to judge. They love to ridicule. They so, do because it's an extension of gossip and we all love to gossip. This is just taking gossip a step further. Not only do I want to gossip about people, but now I want to act on it and actively harm them and be justified in doing so. Yeah, right. But And, and part of what really bothers me is the amount of almost glee Mm-hmm. That seems to emanate from them when they they are giving these judgments on people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because they they they're like, I'm gonna go to heaven and you're going to fucking hell, bitch. Yeah, exactly. I'm like Jesus Christ, <laughs> chill, man. Right. The fuck. Yeah. All right. I I've I've gone on long enough. I just I had to get that out of my system there. So yep. That was Isaiah chapter thirty three. Sure as fuck was. Which means that we'll be back tomorrow with Isaiah chapter thirty four. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Hey wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. 
Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.